All right, everyone. Welcome back. Outside the Lines, episode 20-something, 16, 15, 12, 1, 2. Who knows? Don't care about the numbers, but we're here. Exactly. So today, another, I say this every time, it's jam-packed, but talking about the obvious, we can't ignore the the smack heard around the world. Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. Um we got a live reaction from both of us here. I don't know if, if you think it's fake or not. Is it staged? Who knows? We can talk about that. Uh, we'll also go over the meme stocks getting halted due to volatility again. Meta or Facebook going after TikTok. Uh, another popular play to earn game getting hacked. Crypto sponsoring a bunch of things. And then, of course, the all in if you live anywhere in the world, you know that the housing market has been absolutely on fire and insane the past couple of years here. Uh, rates are starting to surge and housing prices are starting to cool off, which is good news. Anything else I need to add there? Uh, good news and bad news, I guess. You know, uh, Mr. <laughs> Powell is trying to wreck all of our wallets. But, but uh, I think the word was, I will do anything necessary to like compete. The curb with inflation. Curve inflation. Yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. This man does not care about your wallet. Does not give no. a fuck. No. Um, yeah, so let's jump into live reactions. What are you thinking? What what what, what so let's let, let me preface this with um if you look at any of the numbers of the viewership, it was disastrous until he smacked the shit out of him. Uh, they were at something like 9 million viewers or something like that. And then it popped up to like, I don't know, it's like, it's got to be around 200 worldwide. So I'm not saying it's staged, but it definitely could be. <laughs> it definitely helped. It definitely helped the numbers. That was my first thought was like, you know, you, you're coming in and it's weird. Cause like when I was a kid, I think like Oscars were actually a little bit more exciting Cause you're like, oh, I really like this movie, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I hope this actor wins. You know, you have all your favorites and stuff like that. And it's like slowly evolved into this uh, elitist. Hey, I'm going to come up here and, and tell everybody about my dreams that I have done nothing about and what everybody should be doing, blah, 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 blah. And I think that everyone has gotten over that. And they don't really like it. And over the past few years, I think there's been a little bit of controversy on on choices, especially when it comes to best picture, um, whether or not that they are uh, politically fueled. I think I just lost Emmett in the process going Lone Ranger here. I'm not even going to miss a beat. So pretty much the, the basis of it is I think that all of these things – yeah, I you were gone for a second. I just like I just kept going. So we're we're all about it here. Um. <clears throat> anyway, I, I agree with what you were saying though. It's it it turns into a Hollywood circle jerk, and people are over. Even people on the left, on the whether you're at on the right, on the left, in the middle, you're overhearing celebrities who are out of touch with society tell you how to live your life. People are just over it. You know, it's not nothing political about it. It's people who are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year are not normal people and you don't want to hear their opinions on normal people issues. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like everyone, the last thing I was going to touch on, but was everyone has kind of lost 
their interest on that where they get a little not even political but it's just like preaching to the choir of like people that you don't even know how they live their lives anymore because you live it so differently but also the academy themselves and the choices that they make I feel like a lot of people have disagreed with the um especially in in best picture over the past you know numerous years a little less than a decade that you see that a lot of the choices just happen to correspond with where culture is at right now, what, what they think is like the best for, you know, like how they look and, you know, a little bit of politically driven. So I think that people lost interest when they were like, well, I think th- this is an amazing film. And this other one won over it because it had to do with like, um, insert here feel good about what is going on or what was going on politically or culturally six months ago yeah it's such a weird dynamic of how people can think like the other like the other way of the entire twitter sphere and that's not like the pulse on the entire states you know of the united states but i mean people who are openly saying like, this is not what we think is the best movie. And then the Academy saying like, Oh yeah, this is what America says is the best movie. And you're like, where's the disconnect, you know, like not to get all corporate, but like there seems to be a disconnect somewhere and I'm not seeing it. Yeah. And I, I understand that it's not the, you know, not the people's choice awards or whatever, but at the same time, there has to be some sort of thought that like, try not to get, too far into the weeds because you know avatar had a very strong message when it came out and like it didn't win best picture actually the hurt locker did that year but two amazing movies that's that's a tough year to come out that's fantastic fantastic movies. movies i think the funny part is that year the lady who directed hurt locker was like james cameron's ex-wife and it was like yo dog i just <laughs> what an the shit out of you bro. Like, yeah what an l for him bro yeah dude. i did not know that that's so yeah. funny like that was like the background people just like ripping on twitter like yo bro you just got like beasted up by your ex-wife like shit man sorry about it but yeah overall going back to it i, I think it was i don't know man like it, it felt a bit disingenuous when he did it because it, you cut to clips and he's, he's laughing at the joke before. And then, I mean, what, but again, I don't know whose side you're on. If you think it was okay for him to do that. I mean, I, in the situation, I'm going to be team Will Smith of like, you know, your, your wife has some sort of disease or uh, like health condition issue, whatever it is. And someone's making fun of an obvious like appearance where she has to shave her head or something like that like I'm all for him like going up there and doing what he has to do as like a husband but it just didn't feel right because he was laughing at it like if you really thought it was that bad you wouldn't laugh at the joke yeah yeah exactly and and I think that like if it is in that case you have to do have to give him credit for turning around seeing Jada's reaction and being like you know what this isn't right I shouldn't have been laughing and and stepping up to um, defend her honor I guess the only thing is that you know going back to originally talking about 
it just seems like very <laughs> i don't know like wild out of character for will because i feel like obviously he's had a lot going on and publicly be it you know the past year or so um not a lot of positive things i think a lot of things going on probably high stress but always seemed like a guy who had his head on his shoulders and like you know even from the beginning wasn't making terrible choices when it comes to his career and his image and what he's doing and how he's interacting with other people i have seen a few videos of like him actually like smacking someone but it was on like the red carpet. (laughs) So there is history of this, but like that guy, there was a guy who was like in the press or something. And he literally tried to kiss him on the lips. And it was like, he was like, what dude, what are you doing? And like, kind of like smacked him a little bit. But like you said, it was, it's, it's odd. And I feel like there's just, there's starting to be like this divide of people who are like, you know, uh, God, what, whatever it's called, the, I don't even know what the disease is called. I was I heard it the other day and I'm not going to like spend the time thinking about yeah, it. I'm right there with you, man. Don't worry. Yeah. But you it, know, but it's turning into a T it's, it's turning into a Kanye and Pete Davidson situation where like you're either team Kanye or team Pete, like no matter yeah. what the, the two do, like you're on two different sides, man. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's getting so, to that point. Yeah. And everyone wants to be on a certain side and be like, you know, I'm seeing like this huge surge of like, you need to protect the people with, with whatever that disease is. And, you know, we're listening, I'm listening to a group chat and D has it. And he's like, yo, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that serious. Like calm yeah. down. And but like, it's, obviously. Back to what it was. Like, I think it was <clears throat> overall seeing everything. It looked fake. I still am. It's team fake. I'm not, it's not real. What, what happened? Like they just, they need a new publicity stunt to get the Oscars going again. And it definitely worked. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But plain and simple. I agree. There is way too much like overload on all of my social media feeds for it to be just like something that just happened to happen early on in the show before will wins best actor. Like, Come yeah, on. you just can't have that happen. Come on. Yeah, it's too set up. It's too set up. Well, let's move on to the the other big news of, of meme stocks. This is I'll leave a buddy of mine's name out of this. He actually works at, at Robin Hood in the clearing department. Okay. So this guy does not have <laughs> he went there because the stock was popping. He's all about it. The next thing you know, he's stocks in the dump, thinking about leaving, but it, Overall, this guy's in the clearing department at at Robinhood. And if you guys have been seeing what's been happening, they halted both GameStop and AMC stocks after it was just getting destroyed and caught up in that volatility there. But I got a text from him before things were about to happen. And he was like, yo, it's happening again. Like Vlad is about to get just torched. <laughs> things, things are going off the rails over at at Robinhood and for every other the New York Stock Exchange halted things too so it wasn't just like a Robinhood isolated issue it was the entire like global financial system bailing out big banks again because retail traders are coming and fighting back on these these put options on GME and AMC yeah uh, I 
I am speechless. I was the guy from day one that like <laughs> back to zero. Like when is this? Like when is this coming back down? And then it went like up, and um, and you know, like months later, we're sitting high and mighty. You know, six x, ten x, whatever it is, above what it was before. And you know, props to the the boards and the corporate structures of you know gamestop amc um who else was in there <sighs> can't remember the rest but like props to them for actually using the extra capital that they got you know that part of like why people go public is because they need the the capital for it and they're using it you know they're like trying to buy up different things and and change it up and yeah like you see them actually making moves within the space like i mean usually they're called like dead stocks or whatever you want to call them like things that have been sitting on the market for a while been pretty stale and they finally get this uptick of of capital and influx of capital like this is i mean like a ceo's dream of like hey i'm i got life again my board doesn't hate me anymore like this is good yeah yeah honestly and i the only thing that I am surprised that they haven't done specifically GameStop is try and get into like online or direct to consumer or something like that, because like they are games, they know games, they have all these, you know, contracts for, to, um, you know, sell consoles, old games, new games, like whatever it may be. And like, I get it that they're making these moves that they're purchasing other like gaming platforms and stuff like that. But I think the real move is to take what they have, you know, what, what they're used to or what they're known for, what their business was based out of and modernize that because honestly, it's already a good name. Like the reason why it's a meme stock is because everyone like liked the business in the first place and there's nostalgia tied to it and so everyone's like you know get on board with the boys like we're <laughs> gonna save GameStop <laughs> so I, I feel like they have a good platform to make something out of it but I think that they really need to make some larger moves when it comes to their core business because it, it's great to see them acquire certain companies but they really need to find themselves in in the modern era and and revolutionize so 100 percent. I, I mean i don't know what you would do about if i was it's one of those things where you, like, you wave your hand and what would you do as a ceo for a day and it's like you have to lean down 100 like lose some of the stores in a lot of these locations but make the stores that you do keep experiences like that's what everyone remembers as a kid like you remember going to gamestop at midnight play like going there finding your new game getting in line like playing with uh, people in line in the store, like playing uh, whether the Call of Duty or Halo or whatever it was. So you have to make it an experience of like feed into that nostalgia, make it make it an Instagram worthy experience of being at a GameStop again, not just a place where you go get old consoles from or old games that for for ten bucks now. And then the next thing you do is you definitely have to start going more direct to consumer. Like they have tons of accessories and peripherals for gaming and they need to start selling those direct to consumer yeah that and get rid of that god-awful like just 
piss me off trade-in system. Like, you know, we're going to give you this Xbox one. We're going to give you like $5. And if you want cash, you're going to get 150 for it. Like exactly. Take this- that out. <laughs> that is embarrassing, dude. It pisses me <laughs> off. Like, just say you're broke. Like we get it. Just say you're broke. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But like, <laughs> I think a perfect model that they can take from is Nike. Like it's a little bit different in that they're taking out of Foot Locker and going direct to consumer, taking more control of their product because they're producing the products themselves. But they're getting into that space. They're realizing, hey, if we have brick and mortar stores, we need to make them, like you said, an experience. You need people that want to go there, put a GameStop, you know, not to sound like the group chat guys, but like put a GameStop in the fucking Grove and make it like, <laughs> right next to the apple store and make it sick as fuck you know well you said you have to put it in places like like you said like that are popping like put it in the grove and like make it an nft gallery experience of like being at gamestop like do something cool like that uh there's a uh, what's the there's a brand i follow it's called meta plug and it has everything to do with like it's gaming culture nfts everything like that like it's throw all those things together and you get a next level experience whether you're into nfts or not like you're still going to get a cool experience being there it's like the uh what's that the ice cream museum in new york like people just go there to take pictures and that's yeah. all you have to do is like get a life-size master chief uh fighting like the god of war character that's like all these epic series that they have make them make that an experience that you want to be at yeah, exactly. And, you know, more impressions you get, the more people you got rolling through your store, the more you're going to sell and the more people are going to want to sell their products with you. So honestly, I, I think at this point, like last, what is it? Two minutes that we, we just had, I think we just earned ourselves spot as like consultants on like the board or something. So I don't know. I, I think that we did we did enough for that so someone needs to call us about that yeah someone contact me now our information is down below but i mean give me on the board instantly uh, i think you gave some f- very convincing yeah arguments uh, here uh, of why you need to be there so uh, i'm honestly. with it okay <laughs> speaking of of people fighting there's a uh, I mean, this guy's got beef with, with everyone, you know, Zuckerberg's beefing with everyone. He's trying to kill TikTok. Zuck. <laughs> Looking at this report, Meta paid, I don't know, I hate calling it Meta. It's so annoying. Facebook, Meta, Facebook. whatever you want to call it. They paid a consulting firm to get in front of Congress, whatever you, uh, politicians and have politicians bad mouth TikTok. I don't even know where to be. I don't know where to slice this one open at. There's just yeah. so many things that are wrong with this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I. But good I, for I only... this is what I like to see though. Like Zuck is not gonna just roll over and let his platform die. <laughs> yeah, bro, but he's going about it the fucking wrong way. Like, seriously, fix reels, fix fucking reels. What are you doing? <laughs> you're wasting your time. No one's gonna go back to reels just because you're like, oh, you know, like. He's like, oh yeah, all these new ads, we're going to put them on Facebook. It's like, yeah, because the people like grandma, grandma, who's fucking 70 years old is on TikTok. She's rolling it on TikTok and she's like, oh shit. Well, Facebook said TikTok was bad. (laughs) You're not, you're not going to lose anybody. To be fair, those, I feel we always talk about this every election cycle, but like 
those are the people who show up at the polls and again i hate to make things political but like the older demographic is always going to show up and vote people on tiktok are not going to show up at the polls and vote because they just say fuck the establishment and they don't want to be a part of the patriarchy and they're just done with it all i'm saying is like from a product standpoint he can go kill tiktok and i think that there's something good in that because obviously like Chinese companies, basically Chinese government having all of this data is probably not great in the long run. But the biggest thing is, is like, yeah, you can go and kill TikTok, but at the same time, Instagram, because Facebook is, you know, fucking dead in the water, um, basically. Instagram is dying because he's spending too much time trying to ban sexual virtual sexual harassment on meta on the metaverse (laughs) like honorable zuck but at the same time dude it's a product you bought it like make it good you you literally he like put reels in there and he's like works finished we got it we got it ladies and gentlemen we got (laughs) him like no bro yeah i don't i when you said that and it's like you can kill tiktok i just thought in my head instantly i'm just like no you can't did you see the latest rollout for for creators to work with work with brands like there's a new rollout in tiktok that allows brands to have more of the analytical like have more of the analytics to these content creators so like you can see like click-through rates cpms every like impressions engagement you can see all of that and more on the creators on the like the brand side that the creators can't even see so you can basically it's a platform within tiktok that allows brands to go directly to creators to start working with them sounds like you need to like create your own brand and then get your own data and see what's going on but but that's what i'm talking about is like Every day they come out every week, every month, whatever, they're on top of it. They're coming out with something new. They're always changing the algorithm to make it the best that they can like make it, the experience, the interface, everything that's going on. Obviously, they make it like perfectly so you can be fucking addicted to it. But that's the point is like people are trying to get content out there, and that is the best platform to do it they've they've like perfected it this is like make no mistake like facebook advertising is still like the flagship program and what's bringing in the most revenue tell ios (laughs) yeah like even even still like it's 80 it's just doing 85 percent of the revenue at facebook so or meta whatever you want to call it like it's the bulk of the company still and this is in direct competition to that like it Facebook's or TikTok's analytics are now fully catered towards advertisers and it's proving that. And that's why people are flocking to it. I mean, you look at every DTC brand now is like going to TikTok because ads are affordable. You get better analytics tools. Like it's a no brainer. Yeah. It's huge. I just think that he's, you know, boy genius, not boy genius anymore, apparently because you know, he, he's just going the roundabout way of, of trying to get ahead. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is like, 
like you said, Facebook is like majority of the people who are going to go to the polls, but it's like, you know, if some girl who just turned 18 and she's making millions of dollars because she's dancing on TikTok is like just caught word that she ain't going to be doing that anymore because like there's a bill that might be passed. Like she's going to the polls. People are going to go to the polls and make this not happen. There ain't no fucking way. The only and of way course, can- yeah, like people who are on TikTok and you're getting all your information from TikTok, like TikTok's your livelihood. You're for sure going to go out to the polls. I 100% agree with you on that one. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't think that he's going about it the right way and not like the right way as in like the ethical way, the right way as in like, dude, you're supposed to be one of the geniuses of the fucking world and you're not even changing your product. You know, there's so much wrong with Instagram right now and he doesn't even take a second look. He's still just his head in the sand. I use metaverse. Like throw all of that out the window and I am still just perplexed at the fact that his marketing team has not all been fired. Like how have you not fired your entire marketing and PR team? Like, I don't know the interviews that he's doing. uh, Did you watch the one um, Lex, Lex Friedman, I think his name is that was so stale, so boring. Everyone still thinks he's a robot. Um, he did Tim Ferriss recently. He's not going to get any tough questions on that one. Like, he's just so unrelatable as a person. Why is his PR team letting him do this? I don't get it. Yeah, honestly, they need to keep him out or they need to just, like, throw him directly in because, like, uh, just put honestly, him on, Put him on flagrant, too, dude. Just put him on there with bro. Andrew Schultz and just let him go back and forth, man. <laughs> I don't no, watch the, I don't listen to the pod, but I like great. the clips that he gets are insane. Yeah. Honestly, that would probably be the like, or, or a, a, a three person podcast on Rogan's podcast. And they got Schultz there and he's just like laying, laying into him, just keeps going. And it's like, yep, Jamie, pull this up. Yep. Jamie, pull this up. Jamie, pull this up. Well, if you look at it, I think, I mean, we, we can, go on forever about how his public image is horrible and like they first they need to fix the whole thing of like they need to get out in front of whatever happens in congress because for some reason people talk about antitrust and no one brings up google no one brings up microsoft like no one talks about these other companies who are actually buying up everything but somehow zuckerberg is the face of everything that's horrible and antitrust and awful in the world right now they need to get that under control figure that out and then the only way people are like the normal people are going to respect him is if he goes on Rogan. That's end of story. Like he has to. Yeah. Because honestly, if, if he can handle that, cause you know, Joe's going to do his research, probably, probably not put out a pod for like two weeks just to like big brain that shit. But like, but honestly that that's where he's going to get the tough questions. And he's, he's just kind of like prancing around as like, dude, I, I thought you were, I keep throwing it around, but I thought you were some kind of like genius, like obviously not socially, but you can answer questions about your company and like what's going on. 100%. Well, even if you have to do it like Jack Dorsey did, like they had Rogan said, Hey, like bring your like chief legal counsel on, like have them both there. Like Jack was there, his legal counsel was on, like do what you have to do, but come on the show, at least show face. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm long-winded with that one. We'll move on here. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Zuckerberg just gets me fired up, man. I'm telling you. The Zuck. Speaking of antitrust and all things that are horrible, um, Axie Infinity, play-to-earn crypto game, was hacked for over $600 million. <laughs> Yo. Not funny, but, you know, it's one of those things. Um, for those that don't know, Axie Infinity, play-to-earn game, um similar like a battle style game team fight tactics if you've heard of that one it's global um basically you play as a little character get in little battles win coins and you can transfer those coins um to any other exchange for us dollars but people in like the philippines and whatnot are actually making full-time livings off of playing this game so the the world is is (laughs) slowly changing here (laughs) Yeah, it's it, it's coming to the new age. Um, I, I think that's a, a big thing. It's like you're seeing a lot of these, you know, and going to relating to that four, four was that four and a half billion dollar heist or whatever. By the, oh my gosh, what that a, couple that looks yes, like they seriously. live in a fucking trailer. Tinder uh, swindler meets fucking V for Vendetta hacking, dude, or anonymous hacking whatever (laughs) straight up though like what the fuck but you know these people just like taking over um god what exchange was that it was like a a bit phoenix exchange that they you know stole four and a half billion from and you know i'm sure that all these things is like okay it's not sophisticated enough you know they're gonna track them down or whatever but there is that's a lot of concern about these uh i'll call them like second tier blockchains that are honestly super important for this space is not to get all like sciencey about it but like not not even fucking sciencey at all actually it's important because like eth has so much gas fees and in exchange fees and it takes a lot of energy like real energy to make all these exchanges and purchases and stuff like that and like obviously they're going to come up with ethereum 3.0 and i'm sure vedelec is going to like revolutionize everything but that is currently the most secure blockchain that you can be running on and obviously i think on the interface side Coinbase is the most trustworthy inter like interface with yeah and that's what you said that you you hit it on the head of like it's at an intersection right now of where people are it's not so much mainstream yet but it's it's getting to that point and this is every time something like this happens and hits the news it just it goes all downhill and sets crypto back even further and that's another thing of like how do these things keep happening and like who, how is, are people going to react to this? Like, are people going to stop playing the game? Are people going to stop trusting that? Cause your wallets are connected to this. Like you have to convert this to a different, like you go to Binance and then convert everything to ETH and then get your, your money out somehow. But I don't know how this affects consumer confidence. Like it normally would affect the, the stock market, but it's gotta be in the same realm. Yeah. I think that the, why this is like coming about is obviously there is like a huge surge in adoption for for this in this space and and web three in general and you're gonna see 
because of that, a lot of people trying to start these companies and, and everything and businesses to take advantage of this and, you know, put whatever that they have in the space, i.e., you know, uh, play to earn games, coins themselves, NFTs, whatever it may be. But when you directly build off of the blockchain, which is what happened uh, with Axie Infinity, I think they're on they Ronin or whatever it is. Yeah, they're building their own blockchain and they're putting together these teams as they go. They're startups, you know, they're very small teams and they don't have like they're very talented people. <laughs> like from our experiences, me and you trying to get into it and like get into the coding space, it is extremely difficult. And, you know, I'm going to like whatever that is, like couch coach or couch athlete this, you know, with the whole like people who do things way better, but they don't have the relevant talent to make on the security side to make these things secure. So obviously they're doing the best they can, but there is a lot of people out there, not a lot, a small group of people out there who have that talent and can take advantage of those things and, you know, can really shake up and, and change consumer confidence as well as directly affect the people who are within that space or have those coins or anything like that. It's, 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 it's like you said, it's, it's us being backseat drivers or backseat coaches, whatever you want to call it. But like if these big brands and big companies were able to build this stuff, then there wouldn't be a need for these startups, but these big companies, that's not these, these, directly impact these big companies and why they would want to go decentralized. So they don't have the resources. They don't want to do this. That's like you said, they're normal startups that are doing this. So we can only be so judgmental when it comes to it. But again, talking about expanding the space, crypto.com sponsoring the 2022 FIFA world cup. This again, if you didn't already know FTX crypto.com, Coinbase, they they basically took over every Super Bowl ad ever. So, and that's who's <clears throat> that's who's hot right now, and that's what's going to stay hot. Apparently, Crypto.com Arena, Crypto.com sponsoring FIFA, like it's just a global phenomenon. Yeah, they are whoever's head of their marketing team is one aggressive motherfucker because they, they need see- to get paid. Whoever it is needs the bag. (laughs) Yo, this guy needs everything right now because, or gal, because they went all out with celebrities. Like you said, arenas, they're hitting everything. Commercials. Like I see them everywhere. And when I do see them, they hit big, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we got, we got Matt Damon. You know, that's cool. We're like doing some shit about yeah. space. Whatever. We got Matt Damon. The it's home sick. the home of Kobe. You know, we got crypto arena. See, I yeah. thought it would take a lot longer for people to like keep saying staples. But every time I talk to someone around LA or whatever, and like, oh, I'm going to the, the crypto arena for the Kings game or like we want to watch the Lakers and Clippers play. Like it's people kind of forgot about staples at this point. Yeah. But, you know, the, <laughs> the, home, the home of Kobe Bryant is is now crypto.com man. this guy's legacy will live on <laughs> yo i'm just gonna say it one time but like have you been to a stable <laughs> like when's the last time you went to a stables 
Like they were like, please take this contract. We are losing so much money. We can't afford this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's not enough staples being sold. But yeah, man. I oh God, it's wild, man. They they are doing a fantastic job because they're yeah, see, normally we come on here and just shit on brands and companies who need better marketing or better PR. And we're see, we're doing the opposite now. People positive. can stop. People can stop saying we're pessimists now. They can just yeah. say, hey, you guys, you said a good thing about someone now. Yeah. Hey, 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 positive. We're doing positive <laughs> things here. Positivity. Uh, I guess that leads us back into things that are positive for some people, maybe <laughs> not positive for other people. Um, mortgage rates are, are back up, um, so which means housing prices, even rent is starting to cool down in a lot of these these major places so as a homeowner yourself um i'll i'll let you kind of take this one away from from my side of things uh when i was looking at houses and things like that even rent in new areas um things are coming down and it's it's looking phenomenal for people like us um you don't have any reason that you're going to sell your place i don't think but People who are now thinking about getting into a new home, um, inventory is still really low. So good luck on finding a place for sale. Um, but prices are somewhat coming down. So positive there. Yeah, I think that in next few months, you know, next six months is going to be interesting to see how things balance out because I feel like there's definitely going to be a lag in inventory versus um versus the mortgage rates obviously like i said at the beginning of the episode uh papa pal is is taking no prisoners right now so everyone's gonna get like beat down on buying a home right now because um sellers uh talk to a few people and sellers are like trying to stay as steadfast as possible to to keep their prices. Um, you're not seeing people like bus up. Hey, yo, I got 50 over asking cash. I don't know where I got it. You don't need to know where I got it, but I got it kind of thing. So definitely making a move back to like normal, whatever the new normal is. But I think that there's going to be a little bit of a lag to where once there is a little bit more inventory things will balance out because honestly if you sell your home right now you might still you're going to still get uh like for example you buy a home you bought a home last year for 400k you're still going to get 475 for it um so you're going to be doing well but the turnaround i think that if people don't have to move, they're probably not moving just because no one no no one wants to hit a what was it it like hit four and a half percent. Yeah, I mean, with interest rates being, it was. I mean, look, go back twenty twenty, like it was dead zero, and then getting back yeah. up to two two and a half. Like I've been sitting at two and a half for almost two years now people are not used to that now that it's up to four four and a half like you're that's that's an extra 
50% onto your household each month, like yeah. expenses. This, <laughs> this dude, especially, especially if you're early on and yo, like this is like the perfect, you know, not financial advice or whatever, but this is the perfect example of why you get a fixed rate and not a variable rate. Cause like everyone has a variable rate is like, yo, what is happening right yeah, now? I don't fucked. have any more money. <laughs> so where'd my brunch money go? It's gone. Yo, it's gone. <laughs> Gone forever, Aaron Hernandez. No more like, bottomless hermosas for you. You're now house rich or house poor, I should house say. Poor. Yeah, you, we, we do things at home. Like you got 20, 25-year-old people saying like, yo, can we get McDonald's? Uh, we got McDonald's at home. Like McDonald's at home is a slice of bread. <laughs> like we ain't spending more money. But <laughs> on a serious note, I think it's a good thing. I think I think we'll return back to normal. It'll just be interesting to see how these things go hopefully we don't have like a return of the late 80s and like you know mortgage rates are like 20 percent like yeah, i don't want to be yeah might as well buy it with a credit card like <laughs> no put it on the capital one like get miles for this shit like, <laughs> yeah, we're going saying. we're going to fiji throw it on my platinum dude give me that give me that 5x travel dude <laughs> yo straight up though like what the fuck so i I think it's just a balance, balance of things. And it should be interesting how that affects the large corporations buying up homes. Cause you, you saw that during the pandemic and, and later on interest rates at zero, it's like, is all of the single family homes in America going to be owned by someone else? Like yeah, kind of scary was, there for a minute. I still, it's, it's not stopping. I don't know if you've looked at what's happening still with like BlackRock is still buying up inventory. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, I'm not going to bring my personal opinion on BlackRock in this one, but they're buying up literally everything and they're, what's the, that old quote of like, you'll, you'll own nothing and, and you'll be happy. I forgot that old, uh, who said that some communist guy. Um, but yeah, something, something along those lines, uh, black, BlackRock is basically saying like you're going to either have to buy from us or rent from us and we're set on our prices we can we can afford to hold these things yeah they're they're everywhere and yeah it's just sketchy because I think like all that part of the American dream not to get all sappy or anything like that is to like build your life and you know own a home and create like have a family in that home and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, if, if things continue, it would be really sad to see uh, like a good portion of America be renting for their entire lives. Because honestly, at the end of the day, that becomes a lot of people's retirement. So. Yeah, if you're a boomer, but you know, boomers, us, uh, I mean, it's the, the surprising factor that I had on that was like their stat that I had was it was said 70, almost 80% of millennials who bought a home in the, like during the pandemic regret their decision. So that part Damn, was pretty bro. scary to me. Well, probably because like we all got fixer uppers. <laughs> like, yo, I am not a carpenter. What the hell is going on here? This is not enjoyable. I'm not doing yeah. this. Bro, like insert uh, fucking Patrick Star with a board across his forehead here. Like, oh. I think I'm it fucking Bob the Builder ass over here. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> not good. 
Um, closing thoughts. What do we got here? Um, content, anything new in the world people should be looking at? Um, I, everyone's got a newsletter. Everyone follows a newsletter. Um, I just started following, what's this bitch called? Let me get this because I am enjoying it. Um, future party, future party kind of does what everybody else does. Um, or every other newsletter It's a little bit tailored a little bit more broadly. Um, but their presentation's really nice. And you know, if this is not a paid advertisement, but like it, big thing for me is just trying to get information on a daily basis, see what's going on in the world. Um, they really kind of like tie it all up into a neat little package and, you know, tell you a little bit about what's going on in each social media platform and Google and YouTube and like what's trending for that day. And then any news that's kind of tied to that. And it's just like straight information, no frills, no extras. And, um, obviously everyone has theirs, you know, you've referred me to a couple that are more like finance based and, and those are really nice, but, uh, it's just, honestly, if you don't have a newsletter or anything like that, find one and it just keeps you informed. It's real nice to get information on a daily basis, see what's happening in the world. Big reader gives you a, oh yeah, I'm also subscribed to them as well, but it gives you kind of like an overarching theme of like, here's what's happening in quote unquote culture as well as like finance stuff too, or news, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I so think covers all bases. Yeah. It's good. The only, the only other thing that I'm going to add, and I think feel like we're like, I'm definitely pushing all like all of these shit here, but that Lo Siento uh, tequila actually pretty solid. Like not going to lie. You tried it. Drink. You were a Dude. group chat shill over here. This guy is <laughs> shilling for their, are they, they're sure you're not paying you. Yo, they got like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy whipped out a tequila and over the course of like 30 minutes i got sold and they got you could add to the their text list and they'll like text you house parties and shit yeah i'm thinking like, about going you know, on thursday I'm not gonna lie dude you should go you should hit up page page polich shouts awesome out lady. the boy page the boy yeah. love her <laughs> yeah what is that santa monica honestly so great tequila if you like tequila i'm a tequila guy so um if you don't they got parties and they got you know somewhere to uh socialize connect with people in in la so yeah meet some fun people out there yeah man and if you if you don't want to go to run club or anything like that just like go to the fucking yeah, other drinking parties if you're gonna be lazy come on at least go drink about it yeah yeah exactly um content Hey, you got anything? Man. Sorry, I just been I don't know, man. bro. <laughs> no, I just I, talk about um, talk about group chat shills, but I guess my like quote unquote loser of the week, I, it's got to be. I know this is like a, a, a horrible stance to take, and this is probably not going to age well, but uh, Formula One is just, in my opinion, it's on it's on its way out, dude. It's just for me, it's so so boring to watch man it's just people thought it was bad when lewis hamilton was winning everything now they're just blatantly cheating and trying to get max verstappen to win every race or anyone but mercedes and it's just really bad to watch 
yeah, you know, all puns aside, it, it came in hot and it left hot, like real fucking quick. And I think purely because of the rules, they totally shit on their own thing. And like, like you said, I think that they're, they're pushing certain narratives, trying to get a new guy in the works. I don't know what's going on with Mercedes being off pace. It's like, it doesn't sit well in my stomach, but like we talked about earlier, the whole, we're not even racing anymore. We're just who can get DRS game is it just ruin ruins it for everything. So these are supposed to be the fastest cars in the world and they're they're slowing down just so they can open up the wing so yeah it's just one of those things man where you i don't i hate to call myself anything that's i i'm a a fan of the sport yes but i would i guess i'm on quote unquote a a, uh what are those things called a purist of the sense i don't give a shit about that like i was cool with ferrari when they were cheating like bring that back i'm all for it but like don't blatantly (laughs) Don't blatantly make it so one guy is about to win this whole race. Like, come on. At least give me that yeah. much. Yeah. No, I get you. Um, yeah. Other than that, closing thoughts, content. Um, nothing has been throwing. Like, we can touch on. I've been watching both Super Pumped, uh, Billions. Uh, I want to see. I start We Crash, though. That one apparently is way better than than super pumped i super pumped is it's kind of an awkward show joseph gordon levitt is they're putting him in a really bad spot they're making him look like a shitty actor i think but hey who knows yeah yeah uh, well either shitty actor or they're making that guy look out to be like a shitty person yeah i think he's just kind of uh, he's so cringe man like if that's how he actually is in person like i feel bad for anyone else to like interact with him like he's just like a cringe person on the show and it's terrible yeah yeah. So, hey, all right. After the lines, like we don't know the episodes. We're just, yeah. we're just here for it. Five somewhere <laughs> in carry the two. We're somewhere there. Not a big math, guys. But hey, if you like what you're listening to, give us a rating, comment, subscribe, do what you got to do. Share with a friend. Yeah. Actually, we're good people. Yeah. God, <laughs> I try to be. Jeez, <laughs> I don't think I'm trying that hard. But like, damn, giving it being a human. <laughs> 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 on that note guys we'll catch you on the next one after the lines we'll see you